You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. It's 22 minutes after 3 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Victor Homoswana, Marketing Director at the University of Limpopo and author of the book, Africa is Open for Business. Rwandan President Paul Kagame has announced a visa-free travel for all Africans, making Rwanda the fourth African country to do so. We understand that the move is aimed at capitalizing on Africa's growing tourism market, driven by the continent's growing middle class. Rwanda uh, now joins the Seychelles, the Gambia, as well as Benin, the only African countries that provide visa-free entry for all African citizens. Victor Homoswana now joining us on the line. Victor, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. What do you make of this decision? Good afternoon, Captain Sampier of the BTH. You know what? I, this is a long time coming. And, you know, there are two ways of doing things, Aldrin. There's one way of talking about it, writing laws. And then the other way is just doing it. Rwanda has a way of just doing things. Already, if I recall, 10 years ago, no, maybe not 10 years ago, let's say eight years ago, eight, seven years ago, they started experimenting with a a, a dispensation that if you had any valid passport from anywhere in the world, you could get a visa on arrival. And I'm not joking, you would not carry a single form to get that visa. They will scan you electronically, ask you where you're going, check your passport. And if it's all checking out, they will make you pay a certain amount, $30 it was at the time, and you have your visa stamped in your passport. Now they've taken it a step further and said, why do we need to prioritize collecting $30 from Alden Pierre if he can go into the country for free and go to Musanze to see gorillas and pay $1,000? and then we can recover whatever money we forfeited. And even if we, it's just that. Secondly, Eldrin, they are showing you how confident they are of their law enforcement. Because if you let everybody come into your country visa-free, it means you know that you will capture them accurately and you'll be able to track them, their movements, and know what they're doing all throughout their stay in your country. But this is how tourism is. Rwanda is a tourist economy. Its industry exceeded $500 million about five, six, seven years ago, which is why you see them advertise on that Visit Rwanda on the Arsenal jersey. They are playing for high stakes. They are gunning for high-end users of the tourist products, and they are getting it right. But lastly, this is African continental free trade area at its best, because if you allow the movement of people, you are bringing all the trade into your country. But I always thought that um, visas are also a way to deal with um, security um, and also protecting the borders of the country. And also considering now um, the conflict between the DRC, well, at least parts of the DRC um, that borders Rwanda as well, and the M23. How would this then work in favor of ensuring that the borders of the country are still secured while allowing every African into the country without a visa? Yeah, it comes back to security, Aldrin. Number one, they have digitized everything, which means when you come in, they will still scan your eyes, they will scan your fingerprints, put them on a database, which means if you get into the country and commit a crime, they will be able to find your fingerprints. But what I found whenever I go to Rwanda is they are very strict on asking you where you will be staying Mm and insisting that you stay there. Don't, don't be saying, I'm going to Musanze. I'm just using the real names in the north, and then they find that you're in Rusizi, because then they are able to... But because they are digitizing everything and they capture 
every detail about you. But also one thing we don't talk about in South Africa is that, you know, in the 80s, Aldrin, we had things called street committees or self-defense units, which made it very possible for people in townships where they were being attacked to to be able to protect themselves. Rwanda still has that kind of a block system. Every block in Rwanda, what they call a mudugudu, what we call a ward in South Africa, has a president. That president is elected. So when you get into the ward, they will know that there is a guy called Aldrin who came in and doesn't belong here, but he's visiting Temba Tamini. So he's okay. As long as you stay on course, you'll be fine. But bear in mind that after sunset in Rwanda, there are police patrolling the streets. There are soldiers everywhere. Nobody's going to mug anybody. They are using that security, which is what every traveler wants, to make sure that they can safeguard themselves. They are, they are big on law enforcement, Aldrin. I'm talking about crossing the street at the right spot. I'm talking about not littering. Now, if they are going to nail you for littering, imagine what they will do for you if you steal or attack somebody. Mm-hmm. Also, what I'm noticing is that um, various other countries on the continent, um, sovereign states, of course, taking their own decisions around how to deal with the free movement um, of of people. And it's not like in a almost like the group approach that was envisaged in the African Union's Agenda 20, 2063 <laughs> with an African passport. For instance, now yeah. you have Botswana as well as Namibia that have come up with uh, no passports, no passport requirements between yeah. its citizens traveling between the two yeah. countries. Now yeah. um, uh, uh, you have Rwanda who, that has made this announcement. Um, yeah. I understand that William Ruto has said by the end of December as well, we could see the same in Kenya where no, yeah. they would be no visa requirement. What yeah. does this mean then? for the holistic approach for the free movement of people on the continent? It means countries sharing data more freely, Aldrin. Whatever data you have about people who travel to your country, share it with people in your your regional economic bloc and then share it with the African Union and other countries because it's about security. But also, it means that Rwanda and Kenya and these countries that are talking about a unilateral approach have understood the meaning of African continental free trade area. If we want to remove duties and all kinds of restrictions at our borders to make sure the movement of goods and services can be free and smooth, then we should lead by example. The one one passport for Africa will work only when countries have developed their ability to share information. Movement of goods and people is about sharing information so that when they say this is a South African passport, they have a way of verifying it that Aldrin is really traveling on a legitimate uh, South African transport. That means Rwanda and South Africa sharing information and being able to verify and cross-check one another. That's going to lead this holistic approach, but it's going to do it in incremental stages rather than waiting for all 55 states to come on board because then that will never happen. Do you see South Africa doing anything like that anytime soon? South Africa, maybe because of the pressure it is under of influx of all kinds of illegal immigrants, might struggle because we already have that difficulty. Until we have sorted out our law enforcement inside the country, Eldrin, and until we have sorted out our law enforcement and controls at the borders, I don't see this happening and I wouldn't advise for it to happen because it would be too risky then. Thank you so much for your time. Victor Homoswane, Marketing Director at the University of Limpopo and author of the book, Africa is Open for Business.